the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live in the life. Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad girl. The berserk wing of the Democratic Party. They hyperventilate. On their yoga mats, if, if you use the wrong pronoun, they're all over Washington, D.C. <laughs> they are. Well, they're also in uh, New York. I posed this question to y'all last hour. I said, what crazy governor has decided to go ahead and ban gas stoves? Had you asked me and I didn't read the story, I would say it was Newsom. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what you would have thought, right? And and when the story broke that the Biden administration was looking at banning gas stoves, people were like, oh, no It's way. almost laughable. Well, yeah, they were like, it ain't going to happen. Well... <laughs> have no fear because the ban on gas stoves just might be here in New York. Governor, uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul, how in the world did Lee Zeldin lose to this to this woman? I mean, that should have been a slam dunk. Come on. She gave her state of of the state address, which included detailing, quote, the New York Housing Compact, which she described as a, quote, strategy to address New York's housing uh, crisis. So, of course, what's part of the housing crisis in New York? I know it's on the minds of everybody that can't afford an apartment in San Diego. It's the gas stoves, Right. They're used in roughly 40% of households. In her remarks, Hochul said the compact would mandate, quote, all new construction to be zero emission starting in 2025 for small buildings and 2028 for large buildings. Um, and that her plan to use more electric appliances would, quote, help residents struggling with high electric bills. Say, huh? <laughs> I don't think she qualifies as Ken as one of Kennedy's when he refers to the high. No, I- not no. She's not a high IQ. Stupid people. Okay, um, I don't think this woman has anything between the ears. Um, yeah, if you can explain that to me, I'd I, love it. I, I can't. I mean, I have no explanation. I also have no explanation for the fact that I mistakenly clicked on to Breitbart News and saw I have not been talking about the spare. Okay, I don't really have any interest in uh, Prince Harry and that even less attractive, you know, G-lister actress he married, Meghan Markle. But when I read that dude, brother friend, had, in, even in his audio uh, uh, audio version, I guess books are off, off some, they're read at times. Book on tape, CD. Books on tape. Evidently, he did a whole thing about how he had flashbacks of his mother, mummy, I guess, as they as the Brits mummy. call them. So he does this, this whole thing about how he... Got out some Elizabeth Arden. He had a problem with his with his male parts, and so he decides to get out some of his mother's Elizabeth Arden cream 
The second he describes opening the tube and taking a whiff and having a reminder, yeah, he put this in his book. <laughs> How he's put his mother's cold cream on his on his parts while he was while he was thinking about his mother. I am not making I am not making this up. I'm not making this up. I just got to I just feel really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who seriously talk yeah. Yeah. Now I care even less. It's been all over. Now I'm glad the story is out because now I think he he's finally crossed a bridge to the point to where I'm hoping there's no American that would be willing to vote Zero. that would be willing to support these two and and Meghan Markle because you know the play is that she's going to be running for office. But I don't want to read any man talking about he's thinking about his mother while putting her cold cream on any part of his body. I think it's official. This dude needs to get off the porch. Get, go, go find, go to the Golden Door somewhere. Quiet sunset somewhere. Quiet, quiet sunset. Put yourself on an iceberg and go float away somewhere. Go get yourself some help. He's literally really mentally disturbed at this point i'm no fan of the royal family i have no interest in the royal family and this is just another reason why um i'm sick of hearing about these people gonna read a few comments here on uh uh the facebook stream which uh oh sandra says omg yeah clearly um elaine says praying that harry and his family moves to a country far far away yeah you know i don't even want him anywhere on the west coast with me um, Doreen says WTF. Yeah, it's just insane. Really, really crazy. So maybe the good news is we won't have to hear about them anymore. I'm going to read a few emails here that I've got from some peeps. Mo says, figured it out, set up again, this time on the incompetent fool in White House. They're ready to inject someone else. Uh, more young males having medical emergencies resulting in death. How sad is all this? It is very sad. Very sad. Indeed. Um, And again, prayers for the family of Lisa Marie Presley, just gone too soon at the age. It is sad. It is sad. And, you know, it just seems as though there's some families that just, you know, have have a lot of tragedy. I was just going to say riddled with tragedy. Yeah, just just. Yeah. Riddled with tragedy. Elaine says royalty is just another word for colonizer and not in a good way. True. John Longo says, good night, y'all. Good night, John Longo. Um, 888-344-1170. Um, we kind of mentioned this story uh, a, a little bit ago. Um, I don't know if we how much more time we need to spend on it, but maybe we could just play the clip of Joe Biden being creepy. Joe Biden... Shouldn't whisper anything. He's he's vowing to stop any effort to keep 87,000 IRS agents from showing up at your door in order to terrorize you because the IRS, and this is not about the 1%, right? You think about the struggles going on economically in this country, and they're about to make it even far worse. Have you ever been audited? You think about the small business owner who's about to about to have an armed agent show up at their door to look through their books in order to try to find something that they can use to prosecute them and to get more money out of them. And here's what Joe Biden had to say about it today in vowing. Here's how he's going to help you, America. He's going to veto anything that has to do with slowing the roll of the IRS. Plus, House Republicans have introduced another bill blocking action that would help lower gas prices and help consumers. And on top of that, House Republicans are preparing to vote on a national sales tax bill. National sales tax. That's a great idea. It would raise taxes on the middle class, 
by taxing thousands of everyday items from groceries to gas while cutting taxes for the wealthiest Americans. And if I'm not mistaken, what they've introduced, it also would totally eliminate the IRS. Feels good, except all going to be sales tax. Go home and tell your moms. They're going to be really excited about that. Come on. Is this how House Republicans are starting a new term? Cutting taxes for billionaires? Raising taxes for working families? Making inflation worse? Well, let me be very clear. If any of these bills make it to my desk, I will veto them. I will flat veto them. What an absolute creep. He's just, he is such a creeper. Personality-wise, complete 180 of Trump. Well, you listen, you listen to him and you go, yeah, I see why his daughter wrote in her diary about how she would avoid, she'd, she'd pretend she was asleep and, and, and then wait until everybody went to bed before she'd take a shower because she didn't want to have to shower with that creeper. I tell you what, I'm far more, I would be far more scared to be alone in a room with that creep. Grant, speaking of Kurt Schlichter, Kurt Schlichter nicknamed him Grandpa Badfinger. I would be after, after Tara Reed's accusations against him. I'd be far more, far more worried about being alone with him. And I certainly would be far more worried about that creep being alone with one of my kids than an armed IRS agent showing up at my door. And by the way, I don't want to hear any any Democrat talking about how they care about what the, what the price at the pump is or the price at the grocery store for any items is. When we are back up, we've got over $5 worth average, I think some as I saw today, 5.50 a gallon of gas in San Diego County, right? Oh, conveniently after the election. Everybody's talking about how you can't afford eggs anymore. Somebody posted a meme today showing three eggs wrapped in little packages like it was if like you it, can get them. Yeah, if you can get them, three eggs wrapped in little packages like it's like it's a drug deal and, and somebody it was a chef who posted the meme and said, "Here's my side hustle." Don't be acting like you care about about the American people. And let me tell you, um I actually and we talked about this with Elhoff. There's pros and cons to it. Are there some lower income people that might pay a little bit more? Um, I'm not sure because, quite frankly, we're paying at our at our high knee right now. Anyway, I don't think it would be much more. The, most Americans do pay taxes, um, and the people that paid little taxes don't have a whole lot of spending power. Oh, Biden anyway. just doesn't want the IRS to go away. Well, they the the people at the lowest uh, of our income aren't going to get hit much because they're not who, who it's going to hit. Who is a consumption tax going to hurt? The big consumers. That's actually how you raise revenue in some ways um, by by the the big consumers, right? If you're at the low income of the scale, you're not going to be hit hard by consumption tax. It's somebody going out buying a new Mercedes. It's somebody that's going buying you know um, you know prime rib. And it, which the average American can't buy. And this doesn't have anything to do with inflation, by the way. Let, let's, let's remind you of what causes inflation, right? What makes prices go up? Um, number one, the most, the number one top cause of inflation is printing money and the government printing money. And that has absolutely nothing to do with anything related to our tax code. Why does printing money have anything to do, cause inflation. Because when you arbitrarily print more money and you inject it into the economy, it you have too much now of these little pieces of paper, which means that the individual pieces of paper are worthless. And they did a bunch of that when they made it or wanted everybody to sit at home and uh, not collect a paycheck. Absolutely. Right. So the number one thing that they've done to cause inflation is to print money. 
Then they continued to overspend. Now their idea of a solution is to raise interest rates on buying a home, buying a car. So that, and and those are the things. So in, in addition to now, we still have prices sky high, right? We are now having Americans that have been overextended and, and charging on credit cards and maxing out their credit cards who are now going to be jacked on having to pay off those credit cards. None of that is caused by any or will be caused or will be made worse by anything if related to a flat tax or a consumption tax. And quite frankly, I think it would be on balance for me right now as I sit here. Yeah, I know it's going to it would put a lot of a, a people out of business by getting rid of the IRS. But we've got to be rolling back the overreaching, tyrannical, authoritarian, destructive big government that we've got as in this country. We've got to do it as much as possible. And you know what? Go find a new line of work. Right. If you are an accountant or a CPA, you've got skills that can translate into the corporate world, regardless, uh, you know, um, of whether or not you're, you know, even if you can't do balance sheets and ledgers anymore. That's not a reason to keep the IRS, to keep people working. It's called creative destruction, right? Um, where you, you, new technology or new solutions come about and other people in it, and it puts entire industries out. And, hey, and Biden cut off the pipeline and said, oh, you know what? Go find another job. Yeah, he did. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got more to talk about. We actually have a really good news story out of Florida. We got to share with you guys. Governor DeSantis does it again. He just shut down the dreams of the Disney Corporation to continue their kingdom. And we're going to explain when we come back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Got to get get you guys to listen to this clip of Governor DeSantis talking about Disney. Remember back when Disney tried to tried to uh, use their power and their muscle to try to push their try to continue to push crap on kids in schools. They were hysterical that uh, there was a bill that had to remember they they lied and said it was called the Don't Say Gay Bill. And DeSantis was like, "Hmm, you want to get involved in politics?" Maybe we got to rethink the sweet deal you've had with your own little government not paying any taxes. Let me give you guys an update here. Thanks to uh, DeSantis. Skins, please play clip six. So, um, you know, what I said was last year uh, that Disney will no longer have its own government. Uh, Disney will live under the same laws as everybody else. And Disney will pay the debts and taxes. And that's exactly what's going to happen. So the question was always... Is it going to be under state control or local control? I actually, initially, when we did the bill uh, to sunset it and we knew we were going to have to take additional action, I was agnostic between those. But then what started happening was you had Orange County saying they were going to raise people's taxes by thousands of dollars and doing this. Now, I think that was all a dog and pony show. But then I'm thinking to myself, is that really something that that I want to allow them to be able to do? Do I trust them being able to handle the municipal debt and all this stuff? And so I'm not uh, I'm not uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in that. So it's going to be a state control board. There is absolutely there's absolutely going to be accountability. Uh, the corporate kingdom has come to an end, and that will be the case when this is enacted. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think there was a time maybe in Florida where that made sense to let Disney basically have their own little kingdom, their own little fiefdom down there. Um, but then they then they went woke. 
And now uh, Governor just and they're not going to go broke, right? Disney isn't going to go broke, although they've been they've been kind of hurt lately, money wise. Profits are down because they've been putting crap content out there, and the American people not interested in in swallowing. There, I'm so tired. It's been. I, I'm having to really, really fight. I'm losing my filter. <laughs> I'm losing my filter. I got to be careful what I say about I Disney. Put my hand on the dump button. Yeah, uh, they've been trying to serve up a turd sandwich on the American people with their content. I mean, when was the last time Disney did a good movie? Who remembers? I can't even think of one. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I've never was a Jeopardy fan. I'm not smart enough. Oh, I'm not smart enough. No, it just makes me. Well, he was amazing as a host. He was the only reason to watch, but I could never get any answers. Oh, I thought it was a great show. Well, well, I guess if you can, you know. I had a friend that took the Jeopardy test. And really smart guy. Said it was the hardest test he's taken in his life. That's my point. Who wants to watch a show that makes him feel stupid and inadequate? It just, it depends on the category. Some shows I'm a whiz at, other ones, not so much. Look, if it's a category about soul food or baking, I'm there all day long. I think I actually have seen those categories. But, you know, when you're starting to talk about, you know, Socrates and Plato, and I even studied some of the political philosophy, but some some of these categories, I'm not, I'm not, I tell you, my, my worst is probably geography. That one actually pops up quite a bit. Yeah. There's a lot of geography, and, and it's way too obscure for me. I'm much better at Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune would have been, that, that would be my show. That would be my show. Um, all right. Now we got to get serious. Speaking of shows, here's Andrea Mitchell. First of all, the left is still, I don't know why they're still, they're such ghouls. They're so dedicated to the idea of killing the, the pre-born um, that here you've got Andrea Mitchell scolding somebody, a reporter on her own outlet, for using the term pro-life. Skins, please play clip five. At the end of the day, she was, as she described herself, pro-life, and that she felt that it was important uh, to vote for these measures despite their uh, potentially politically damaging or politically n- unappealing um, appearance, if you will, for uh, Garrett, future, let me just, future voters. Let me just interrupt and say that pro-life is a term that they may, that an entire group uh, wants to use, but that is uh, not an accurate description. Oh, it's not, Andrea Mitchell? To be pro-life is not accurate? How is it not accurate? Well, it, it, there's the pro-death side, which is the pro-abortion crowd, and then there's the pro-life side, because what's the opposite of life? It's the, the other side of the equation here is those that are taking the life of the unborn. See, they don't want the truth to be out there. They don't want, the left doesn't want accuracy in words and in descriptions as to what's going on. So, of course, Andrea Mitchell, you don't like the term pro-life, because it's accurate. It's accurate. And if and if the left it was accurate in pro-choice, that would mean when when young women and women of all ages went into Planned Parenthood, they would be presented with the choice of keeping their baby. And they're not. They're not. And to continue trying to push lies and play word games on the American people and continue to manipulate the mind. Oh, are you talking Jeffries? Oh, yeah, we got Jeffries here. This is here. special. Yeah. Well, you found the clip. I know. <laughs> clip three. And then on Wednesday, they made it clear they're going to do everything possible to impose a nationwide ban on abortion, detonate reproductive freedom, 
criminalize abortion care and impose government mandated pregnancies on the American people. That's what their legislation yesterday was all about. That's this week in extreme mega Republican land. It's quite unfortunate. We remain committed to trying to find common ground to solve problems that the American people care about. We also remain committed to a woman's freedom to make her own reproductive health care decisions. That's a big difference between House Democrats and the extreme mega Republican agenda. Um, first of all, I'm, I, I'm not interested in finding any common ground with you. Okay, you're a puke, Jeffries. Um, de- they de- uh, the, listen to the words that he uses. They made it clear they're going to do everything possible to impose a nationwide ban on abortion, detonate reproductive freedom. That's a you know that's a nice little clip. Detonate, right? Good for you coming up with that word, Jeffries. You we're, we're going to detonate reproductive freedom. Um, there, there is no the. Uh, if you're going to use the term reproductive freedom, there's no reproductive freedom for those that are being killed inside the womb. They don't have the they don't have the freedom to reproduce. They don't have the freedom to make it out the birth canal and to go on with their lives and reproduce. This isn't about reproductive freedom. Let's be honest. This is about death. This is about killing the preborn. You want to talk about extreme? Uh, I there was a story the other day, and and I I. I I, I meant to, to get the details of it, but the Democrat Party voted again to deny health care treatment. What, what, was the, what was the term he used here? Um, criminalize abortion care and impose government mandated uh, um, something about health care. I don't see it in here. Um, reproductive health care decisions. They denied. You want to talk about ghoulish? You want to talk about extreme? The Democrat Party just uh, just the other day voted to deny medical care to children who survive abortions. The Democrat Party is the party of infanticide, and I don't want anything to do with them. You're not my people. We're not going to, I can't reach common ground with these people. This is why we need leadership in the Republican Party that is, you want to talk about detonating? We need to be detonating the Democrat Party because their, their agenda is to detonate the United States of America. And they've made a heck of a lot of progress. Heck of a lot of progress. We need to be as dedicated to pushing our agenda as they are pushing theirs. Well, that's the problem that you and I talk about. I mean, we I'd say, you know, the Republicans, eh, they work kind of hard when they want to. But the Republic, the Democrats work 24 seven. Let me tell you, the, the most hard I've seen the Republican Party work is seeing the establishment try to push back against the 20 patriots who were trying to fight for conservatism. And actually what the, the 20 patriots were fighting for is to the betterment of all Americans. It's not even just about pushing a MAGA agenda. What did they want? They wanted 72 hours before people had to vote on a bill so that they could maybe have an opportunity to read it. They wanted no more of these big omnibus, big spending you know, thousands of pages of documents with jammed with 7,500 pork projects. No, they want simplified one issue at a time pieces of legislation that helps every American out there. And yet the Republican Party, the establishment fought harder against them than I have ever seen them fight against the Democrat agenda, including Mike Rogers and his toupee physically wanting to attack Matt Gates. Where was the last time we saw that kind of passion against the Democrat agenda? We need that kind of passion against what's happening to children in this country.
Sarah Huckabee Sanders, freshly inaugurated as the governor in Arkansas, is doing some good moves. We're going to talk about one of them when we come back. Don't you go away. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Governor uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, has issued an... Uh, I think she's some serious going to be some serious competition for Governor DeSantis. She has ordered uh, the woke phrase Latinx Latinx be replaced with Hispanic or Latino on Arkansas state documents. And I quote, state offices, departments and agencies must review their official documents for singular and plural use of Latinx and submit a written form to the governor detailing the findings of the review. All state entities have 60 days to swap out the genderless terms with Hispanic, the gendered Latino or Latina in their plural variations. Um, the order states ethnically insensitive and pejorative language has no place in official government documents or government employee titles. Because the Spanish language is structurally intertwined with gender, her order notes that a person, quote, can no more easily remove gender from Spanish and other romantic language than one can remove vowels and verbs from English. Same way with with French. Am I right? I mean, I studied French for years. Um, L, I don't remember. <laughs> I just studied French for five years. <laughs> I'd, um, je suis vraiment pénible. Um, Say what? <laughs> Several polls, including a Pew Research survey cited in the order, have shown that most Hispanics prefer the traditional phrasing of Latino, Latina, or Hispanic. In a poll published earlier last year by ICR Miami for Americano Media, just 1.7% of Latinos said they used the term to identify themselves. Conversely, upwards of 60% reported using the term Hispanic, while roughly 3 in 10 used Latino. Another poll conducted by Democrat strategist found that 40% of Hispanics regarded the term as bothersome or offensive, Latinx, uh, with only 2% of the community using the word. Um, Another pollster, Democratic pollster, told Political at the time that the data suggested, quote, using Latinx is a variation of the political Hippocratic Oath, which is to uh, is a violation of the political Hippocratic Oath, which is to first do no electoral harm. They've picked the wrong community to try to shove their crap on. Because I, while I disagree with the Republicans that it, it, you know, illegal aliens coming in from Mexico and south of the border are just a perfect fit to vote Republican um, because of their traditional and conservative Catholic home life, politically, they're socialist. And they've ne- when you have Americans who grew up here with the greatest system of government in the world and still want socialism, you cannot expect people who grew up under a system of government that was socialist come here with no ability to make a living, can't speak the language, to suddenly embrace uh, free market conservatism and individual liberty and individual freedom. No, they're going to go the way of, of dependency and the dependency class. It's just the way it is. Uh, I'm going to read a few comments here from people on uh, Facebook Live. Um, 
Doreen says, good night, everyone. Have to go. Love you all. Be blessed. We love you too, Doreen. Love you, Frankie. Elaine says, and she has no children. Probably why she does not consider children the gift that they really are. I'm not sure who Elaine was referring to. It must be Andrea Mitchell because she's talking about how uh, he was chairman of the Federal Reserve. Yeah, she was married to Alan Greenspan. So that's the situation there. Um, Skins also found this clip. Speaking of the cultural war that we've we've got, you found this clip here, clip seven. This is a trans activist talking about how um, how they're looking for politicians to continue to push their agenda. Please play. How can Democratic leaders be more effective in advocating for us trans people and our families and our lives and our opportunities? I'm not being facetious when I say this, being seen with people like you. I mean it. I genuinely mean it. People fear what they don't know. They fear what they don't know. And when people realize, individuals realize, oh, this is what they're telling me to be frightened of. This is the problem. This is, I mean, people change their minds. This isn't about fear. I've hated that argument going back decades. The idea that if Christians disagreed with same-sex marriage, that it meant that they were afraid of homosexuals. I've never known one person who was who was against same-sex marriage for whatever reason uh, felt that way or had that opinion because they were scared of gay people. That is so ridiculous and intellectually insulting. And continue with that argument because it is so stupid on its face that it's going to work against you Democrats. Now, there are Republicans that are thinking that, you know, it, it's a good move for the Democrats to continue to, to and, and it is working for them. They're, they're seeking to normalize. This isn't about fear. I don't fear trans, transgender people. I might pity some transgender people. I don't most because most are narcissistic, mentally unstable people that are wanting to use politicians and use the force of the, of the U.S. government to do their bidding for them, and to deny the civil rights from others. They've got the gall to try to demand people use certain pronouns in relation to them. I posted a meme the other day from Gays Against Groomers who said, nobody cared about drag shows until you tried to include children. Nobody cared about sex change surgeries if you believe that it's an actual sex change. It's not. It's, it's altering the body for, so that somebody can, can believe or pretend that they're living the life of another gender. They're not. But if, you know, I, and I never had a problem with it either. I don't care if an adult, you want to, and I've said this many times, you want to change your name from Steve to Sally, I don't care. Go live your best life. But it does not obligate me to have to not only validate your choices and your beliefs, but participate in it. And the attempt from this from this trans movement, this transgender movement, what they're attempting to do is to dominate, to seek control over other citizens and try to force people into participating in their life. And I'm going to push back against it every time. And so should the Republican Party. Because the problem with it now is the forced participation that includes children. That's the problem with it. And as a kid who believed a a mistake had been made, who believed that I was a boy trapped in a girl's body, I am so grateful that we did not have this insanity going on with individuals like that. And I was able to go through puberty. And they know that 90-something percent of children like me don't no longer feel that way if they're able to make it through puberty. Right? That's why they got to go young, because this is about recruitment into into their movement. 
and it's and it's murder of children because they're never the same. You put them on puberty blockers, you modify their bodies, and no matter there is no detransitioning. No, listen to the people that have come out recently talking about how horribly their lives have been ruined. Yeah. The 20-something-year-old girl videotaping her male pattern baldness and her permanently low voice. Forever altered. The Republican Party needs to start pushing back against this. We need more. Uh, you know, I, I like that, that Huckabee Sanders has is, is we got to get in on the word game and she's she's pushing back against it. Um, but we've got to do better against what's happening with our children in this country. All right, going to take a break. Final break of tonight's Andrea K. Show. What should we talk about? Should we talk about Patch McCain? Should we talk about Gavin Newsom's wife's nonprofit that continues to operate out of compliance or the church here in San Diego that was vandalized by Antifa? I think we might want to talk about that. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. I'm liking that groove because we are rolling into Friday. So evidently, I just heard this story today. Evidently, this happened on New Year's Eve here in San Diego. Um, a church here. Uh, what's the name of the church? It was run by a guy named Sean. F- I don't know how to pronounce his name. F-E-U-C-H-T. Maybe that's Foyt. Um he says that his church in Mission Valley, um, and he's posted the video and photos of the church, uh, was attacked by Antifa members, and um, there was damage, not just damage done to the building, um, but all kinds of profanity that was spray-painted onto the, the building. Um, quote, queers bash back, separate church and state. Christo fascist, not welcome. Sean breeds hate. No space for bigots were just a few of the phrases that were spray painted across the church's campus. Um, his response was to say that, how did he put it? This is perfect. He said, the police are investigating it as a hate crime. The enemy is making the age old mistake. Uh, per- persecuting the church won't stop the gospel. It'll spark, it will spark a wildfire. We will not back down. And he's absolutely right. He said, last night, bigots spread hate and and violence at a church where we were holding a New Year's event. Um, He's absolutely right. He said, um, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Matthew 5 10 through 12. Um, talk about picking on the wrong dude. Okay. If they thought that they were going to intimidate him and shut down his church, he was like, I'm, I, you know, fine. You know, he cannot be intimidated. He's, he does say it's intimidation. And, you know, we don't get discouraged when fear comes. We actually get emboldened. And this is a place for the Church of California to take a stand to rise up in unity and say, we're not going to let persecution, bigotry, hatred, vandalism stop us from from worshiping. The church is in a building where the bride of Christ and in 2023, we're rising up like never before. I think this I was so glad I heard this story today, Skins, because very inspirational. Yeah. And this is the attitude we have to have, because we know if we've been paying attention that what's going on in our country right now is I'm not going to say we're in the end times because people have been saying that for centuries. Right. But if but doesn't it look a whole lot like it. And I will tell you in past 
when I was a kid and I grew up in the Bible Belt, people would say, oh, we got to be in the end times. <sighs> they were only basing those comments on the fact that, you know, kids were, you know, grinding on the dance floor and there was debauchery going on. What we have now is we have the, the, the foundation being laid for the Mark of the Beast where we have governments talking about our, us not having the ability to buy food and to conduct our lives and get medical care. Works of digital currency. Works digital currency. All the, all the mechanisms are in place right now in the foundation for us uh, to have to, to you know, comply with non-Christianity in order to live our lives and be able to or shop. Or you don't live. Or you don't live. We never had that before when anybody was talking about how we're in the end times. We did not have New World Order and the Great Reset happening decades ago when my grandparents were, were yammering about, oh, we got to be in the end times because we're hearing cuss words, right? No, that, that, was not the, that was not the sign that we were in the end times because we no longer had mom and dad in a TV show in, in twin beds. We now had sex scenes going on. That did not mean... We're now in the end times. We have literal persecution of Christians going on in this country in a way we never had before. And I think that we need to be, we need to gird our loins, as it says in the Bible. We need to have uh, not just faith in Jesus, but we've, we've got to have strength. Just, I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but it's just true now more than ever. Just remember, no matter what happens, the Lord is on the throne. Well, yeah, and but, you know, I also think that we also have to get active. Too many Christians, and I've been talking about this for a while, have the, the mindset is, you know, because they have faith in Jesus, they don't have to get active. They don't have to participate in the political process. I think that I think that Jesus is disappointed in that because is is that not part of your mission as a Christian? So you're just going to go through life not if 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 as a Christian you're supposed to be witnessing and bringing people to Jesus. How are you doing that if you're ignoring what's happening politically in this country? When you're sitting back and letting the schools indoctrinate children into transgenderism, you're failing as a Christian when you're not active politically in my opinion. There I said it. This guy isn't backing down. We've got to do more than just get out our Bible and read and pray. We, and, and that's important, don't get me wrong. But we've got to get active. We, and we've got to be prepared. There was too many Christians in too many churches that, that refused to see that what this COVID crap was all about had nothing at all to do with public health. It had nothing at all to do with the virus. It had everything to do with controlling our lives. And we had churches capitulating. Where is... Where are all of our church leaders in speaking up and pushing back against the cultural Marxist crap going on in our country? I would say, Andrea, it's twofold. It was a power grab and it was also a compliance test. It was. And the churches failed. We had a couple here in San Diego County that stayed open and did their thing. A couple in Anaheim, too. Uh, But too many failed, including the church I've been going to. They're standing outside, moving their mouths, pretending that they're singing a hymn outside. No, it's bad enough that you're not continuing your services inside, that you're kowtowing to a government long past the point when it was obvious. It was one thing to go along for 14 days. Then you got to go, you know what? This is a bunch of hooey. This is a bunch of, and you know what? If you, if you're too scared to go to church, stay home. The rest of us going to go inside and going to conduct our, and our, two and, our and a half years later, the Biden administration has uh, re-signed the national health emergency. Yeah. They had us at the masks in a lot of ways. 
Now you, um, po- I don't think we've got time for it. Trump has been actually very active. You pulled a, a clip we don't have time for. Um, may- maybe we'll get to that tomorrow on Friday's show. Um, yeah, I'd, say, I, I'd say we save it because it's, it's really great in its entirety. Yeah, I mean, he's he, he's talking tomorrow. Uh, uh, we're going to play the clip for you guys about, you know, it's, it's a fight for freedom. He's calling for probes into the intelligence community's role in online censorship. I think what Trump needs to do is he needs to do less on Truth Social because not everybody's on Truth Social. I agree, hundred percent. I don't know that I'm. I don't know that I think it, that it's time for him to. What do you think about him going back to the big rallies, or do you think he should just have press conferences? If he, I mean, he never does anything not legit. If if he's legitimately running for president, and he is, no, you need to get out there on the daily. You need to hold these rallies. You need to tell people why they need to vote for you and why there should still be hope. Yeah. I don't know that rallies are the way to do it. I think those need to be or just, or sprinkled at, at around. Least address the public. He could be doing press conferences, putting out videos on True Social. I have a True Social account, and because it took me so long to fight for them to finally get an Android app, I'm, I'm almost never I'd on I'd rather there. have him go back to Twitter. I, I, he should go back to Twitter is really what he should that, be doing. There's a, there's a niche segment of his followers that are on truth social there's also a lot of big conservative with big voices like julie kelly and others that are like you know what i'm not going to leave twitter because this is where i have an audience and and my audience is back growing after elon musk has opened it up and martin's big there too and i think that i think that trump should go back on on uh, twitter I i absolutely do all right, tomorrow's Friday. We're going we're gonna to try to have some fun on Friday. We've got our Heroes of the Week and Stink of the Week. My heroes this week are the 20, the 20 Patriots that fought for us. But I got to think, you guys let me know. 844-814-5227 is our 24-hour hotline. I want tips, ideas, suggestions for the show. I want to hear Heroes of the Week, Stink of the Week. I'm not sure who my stink is yet. Anyway, we'll see you all tomorrow for Friday Fun Day. Love you all. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.